And a lot of times what we'll do, we'll sacrifice our marriage for the sake of our family. And it's like, we have a bad marriage or maybe not the best marriage we could have, but we're doing it for the family. And the point is, can you really have a good family without a good marriage? That would be a lie from the enemy. Yeah. (laughs) Because a mom can work really hard at loving her kids, but if the priority that God has set of loving him first and loving your spouse second, it's really, really not in God's order. So it's he's not going to honor when we have his order out of order. Howdy, Mark and Grace Driscoll here with a Real Marriage Podcast. We're so honored and glad to have you. Honestly, babe, how fun and incredible is it that people welcome us into their marriage? It's pretty crazy, but I mean, some people don't have other people that speak into their marriage, and this is a great way for them to have a resource for that. So I love being able to help people just the way the Holy Spirit gives us opportunity. A friend of ours, he's a pastor, he said, it's really good to let other people pay your dumb tax. So <laughs> we're here to pay. We've, we've made some mistakes, <laughs> yes, and that's, that's why we us. try to make it real, just talk real honestly. And in this uh, season of episodes, we're talking about how literally your marriage goes through seasons. You think about it like in your own life, you're a child and, you know, then you're an adult and then you're married and a parent and a grandkid, a grandparent rather with grandkids. Life goes through these seasons. Well, just like life goes through seasons, your marriage goes through seasons. And it's acknowledging that things have changed and we need to make some adjustments. And maybe it wasn't even that we were unhealthy in the previous season, but if we don't make these changes, we'll be unhealthy in the present and future season. And our big text for um, this series and this season of series is Ecclesiastes 3. There's times and seasons, it says, for everything. And so what we're talking about now is that season in marriage where you've got kids, You've got little kids all the way up to teenagers. Our youngest two are now in high school. They're in the teen years. And um, and if you don't understand the change in season that has come and make those appropriate adjustments, you may have a great business. You may have great kids. You may have a broken marriage. And so when the kids are little, talk about the changes in season that happen for mom, for the woman. Well, (laughs) there's a lot. There's physical, emotional, practical. um, Just the physical energy level of getting pregnant, birthing a child, being available to care for the child. Yeah. I mean, you're you're just exhausted at a whole new level. Um, I thought I knew what exhaustion was working two jobs, but (laughs) being a mom is it's exhausting because it's constant. There's not a there's not a break time necessarily. You're always caring for, watching out for, training, disciplining, whatever needs to happen, feeding, (laughs) um, changing diapers, bandaging wounds. It's like you're every, you need training for every job career uh, on the planet to be a mom because you're going to address one of those issues at some point with a child. Um, So yeah, I think it's just a huge change. And, And I think I babysat a ton when I was younger. And so I thought, oh, I've got this. I know I'm going to, this is going to be easy breezy. I've got, I know what I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to discipline. I know how I'm going to raise this child. I, I've got it. You know, it's different when it's your own yeah, child. That's like, <laughs> I've been on a lot of airplanes. I could be a pilot. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so I think for me, there was some pride in there in, in the beginning. Thankfully, I did have some experience with kids. So it wasn't a brand new thing. But when it's your own child, it just is different. And when you're exhausted, it's different. Um, And so 
for me. Um, the physical changes that happened were hard. Um, and just giving myself space to both heal physically and then your hormones go crazy. So emotionally it's a change. I think for you, it was hard because my attention was all of a sudden all on this So let's say child. this, let's have this conversation. So, so your first priority is with the Lord and then you get married. Your spouse is now your second priority. Then your child is your third priority right. and your priorities show up in order. So ideally you'd have a relationship with the Lord and then meet your spouse and then have your kid. So even the order in a healthy, you know, Christian life are the order of your priorities. The order of your relationships become the order of your priorities. But how hard is it for a woman to still have her husband be a priority when she starts having kids? It can be hard because, again, the exhaustion, the physical exhaustion can just be. And the a needs major of the play. children are yep. very legitimate and real, especially yes. if they're sickly or teething or have yes. any medical issues or. But I can honestly say that if you. So this is I um, was I was neglectful of my relationship with the Lord because of my exhaustion and my busyness. So if I had have stayed connected to the Lord more, he would have kept my priorities in order. So that priority got out of order first for me. And I would, I still, you know, would go to church and participate in ministry, but I wasn't getting that in-depth time that I needed to fill my soul and to build me up as a woman of God. And so I would first recommend that if there's anything that comes off the plate, do not take that off the plate. That will enable you to be a good wife and be a good mom and have wisdom to yeah, do Yeah, if things. you unplug from God, you're not yeah. going to have the resources exactly. you need for anything else. So I did a lot of things in my flesh, trying harder, So as a young harder. mom, practically, what are some just practical ways to maintain connection with the Lord? I mean, you had five kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they're two years I apart. I still do. Yeah. <laughs> Me, yeah, yeah. Two years apart. I mean, so. Yeah. Which... Yeah, it helped to have them two years apart, obviously. So for me, I mean, I think in all of these seasons of life, obviously that connection to the Lord is has to be primary. And I, I failed at that off and on a lot. But I think it's so much easier to stay connected to the Lord now, even than it was then, because there's so many so more practical tools. practical things, yeah, the tools and practicalities Apps for a young for the Bible mom. and audio, you know, podcasts and and audio Bible, like listening to the Bible in a year on the Bible app, um, the life the U version. U version from Life Church. I mean, I that is a lifesaver for me. So you I can, can do that while I you're doing other things. I can listen in the car. I can do it while I'm doing laundry. Audiobooks, podcasts, yep. Bible. And it's okay for my kids to hear me listening to the Bible and they hear the Bible too. So all those things are feeding me and them. Um, so it's so much easier these days to be able to do that and and to fill to get filled up in your soul because how important is it for a young mom to actually get some time with adult women having adult conversations? Very important. And I think I, I had started a mom's group early on when I was having kids just because the moms were so desperate for time with other women that loved the Lord. And we just let the kids play and then we chatted and and prayed for each other. And then eventually it turned into a Bible study. But I think that's so key because otherwise you're just frustrated and homebound. And I mean, I love being at home, but even I would have my moments of I need some adult conversation. Because well, you went from a corporate professional environment yeah. where you had high responsibilities yep. and, you know, you're you're dealing with professionals all day to, you know, watching Dora the Explorer and getting thrown <laughs> up on. <laughs> you know. Yes, that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> so early on, the kids come along and because they're needy and selfish and, 
we love them, but they just, they, they're determined to make themselves the center of the universe, mm-hmm. most kids. It becomes very easy for the mom to neglect her relationship with the Lord and maybe yeah. even her own husband. And this yep. is where the husband, he gets a little bit jealous of the kids. He's mm-hmm. like, man, I, I don't feel like I ever get time or energy. Yeah. I'm not a priority. And if all of a sudden, you know, the kids are sleeping in the bed and there's no yep. date night and, you know, she can't leave the kids because, you know, she doesn't trust anybody to babysit. And so he's like, I never just get to be with my wife. I never get to go on a date with my wife. I never get to just go to bed with my wife. It can create some real resentment in the husband. Well, and I I needed to be willing to talk to you about feeling overwhelmed in different seasons of being a parent as well, because I just would suck it up and work harder. You work and, very, very hard. Because I, I have the gift of serving, so it wasn't an issue. And I issue. have the gift of being served, so that works out great. <laughs> but for me, I should have come to you and said, I'm feeling overwhelmed in this area, and that, that would have got given you an opportunity to serve me in an area. Instead, I just became independent and was like, I can do this. I've got to just work harder and, and you know, press less. in and sleep less and, you know, neglect these things. And so I think when we get to that overwhelmed place as, as a married couple, as a mom, um, we need to stop and ask the Lord to renew our mind. Okay. What are my priorities? Sit down with your husband and look at your priorities together as a couple and then be willing to say, okay, what did I put on my plate that doesn't need to be there? What do I need to put back on my plate that isn't there? And then as a couple agree how you can help each other be together in your goals and your priorities. And some of that is, uh, you know, what we would call the sync meeting and the shared calendar, but it's stuff like, hey, going to the grocery store with five kids is a thing. All right, we're ordering online. (laughs) Uh, Once a week, I need to just go get time with the Lord or go to a women's Bible study. Okay, great. I'm going to watch the kids or we're going to figure out how to make that happen. Um, It may be... Uh, things like, hey, we really need a date night. We can't afford childcare. Let's find four or five other couples that are do safe a, and yep, trustworthy, and let's do a co-op. And uh, one, you know, one night a month we'll watch everybody's kids, and then three nights a month we'll get free childcare and yep, date night. It's a great way. It may be um, how do we tag in the the in-laws if they're healthy and godly. We were super blessed in that your folks and mine were really, really, yeah. really good to the kids. And so, and they were willing to invest a lot of time and energy yeah. in the children. It may be things like the dad saying, okay, how can I help around the house? You know, what what can I do practically to take some responsibilities off of you? It may be things like lowering certain expectations, like maybe the house won't look like a museum. Mm-hmm. Maybe every meal won't be ready to go on Instagram. You know, it may be chicken nuggets and barbecue sauce. That's what the kids always vote for anyways. Uh, And things too, like, do we just hire a housekeeper to come in at certain intervals to at least get everything caught up? Mm -hmm. Uh, So because kids are going to make messes and the more boys you got, you're fighting gravity. For, for, For a young or married couple that has children, on the husband side, I think the wife can get very overly focused on the kids to the point where her relationship with the Lord and her husband suffer, the husband can get completely overly focused on work Mm -hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, because he's just feeling the financial pressure. Oftentimes when you don't have children, you don't feel the same level of pressure. And oftentimes before you have children, you've got two incomes. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of Christian families, as we did, um, you go down to one income. And yep. so now you're down to one income. So you've, you've halved your income and you've increased your expenses. And usually the husband is, 
if he's responsible, he's really feeling that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, he's usually trying to build his career. He's usually young when the kids are young and he's new to his career. And so he's trying to build momentum yes. to generate revenue to take care of the family. And that means to do so, you know, once you're an owner of a company or in senior management, oftentimes your schedule is a bit more flexible. You take on more responsibility, but you have more flexibility. When you're early on, you're the first one to show up. You're the last one to leave. If anything falls apart, you've got to fix it. It means he's really putting in the hard work of earning trust and building his position at the company. And so it means for him, he's competing against other guys at the job. And some of them are single or some of them have a bad marriage or some of them are negligent of their family. And it's like, well, you know, so-and-so is willing to do all of this and travel and come in uh, early and stay late and be available and leave their phone on and not Mm -hmm. take their day off. And you're competing with those sort of unhealthy lifestyles to, to maintain your employment or to have some sort of forward progress in your career path. And so if it doesn't build your marriage, you need to reevaluate. Well, and that's where a, a wife can very easily justify. Yeah, it's out of balance and not healthy, but it's for the kids. And the mm-hmm. husband could say, well, I'm doing it out of love for my family. But there is a big difference between your family and your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of times what we'll do, we'll sacrifice our marriage for the sake of our family And it's like, we have a bad marriage or maybe not the best marriage we could have, but we're doing it for the family. And the point is, can you really have a good family without a good marriage? That would be a lie from the enemy. Yeah. (laughs) Because a mom can work really hard at loving her kids, but if the priority that God has set of loving him first and loving your spouse second, it's really, really not in God's order. So it's, he's not going to honor when we have his order out of order. He knows that order is what works because he created us. Well, and I think what happens then is I think that the wife gets jealous of work. Mm-hmm. Like he's gone all the time. He doesn't help. He's not available. When he is home, he's on his laptop. He's on his phone. Or he says he needs a break or a day off. Mm-hmm. You know, he has no idea what a full-time job looks like. He should be here with the kids. And or she thinks, you know, he gets adult conversation. He gets to go out to lunch meetings or travel. Yep. Like he gets to do some stuff that's in the adult world. And then he can get jealous of the kids. Like they're taking all of the best time and energy and my wife is not emotionally available to me. And so for couples that are raising kids, how do they have these conversations? And I can speak to it from the man's perspective, but from the woman's perspective, what's a healthy way for the wife to broach the subject about how he could be more helpful to her so that they could build their marriage? I think starting out with how you want the marriage to be better from a positive outlook. So So an invitation, not an an accusation. So like, I'm really wanting to be closer to you. What can I do to serve you that would help that happen? Because I don't want us to grow apart. We're both really busy doing our responsibilities, but we need to make sure that our first priority is us. So how can I love you and serve you so that we can be connected and you can feel appreciated for all the hard work or whatever you appreciate about him, whatever you respect about him, bring that out first. Mm -hmm. Don't sit and complain. And we did not do this well. No, we didn't at all. (laughs) Um, The children were definitely your priority and Mm -hmm. work was definitely my priority. And I think we both felt lonely and hurt by that. Yep. And, um, 
and we had to make some course corrections. But the longer we waited, the more painful those corrections were. Um, Because resentment built up and I wasn't talking about it, but I was assuming that you were seeing how overwhelmed or what I needed. I'm just another clueless male. We can't assume that wives. We need to talk to our husbands. Well, and for me, I overextended myself at work and, um, and as a result, I would come home just sort of depleted, exhausted, Mm -hmm. spent and overwhelmed and didn't have emotional margin to really connect with you and, or to relieve some of the burden with the kids. And so I, I ask your forgiveness for that. That was my failure. That was my sin. Um, and the good news is we've, we've made a pivot and we, we tend yep. to talk about these things more quickly. Yep. And, and I would say when you're starting to feel it, before you talk about it, you got to talk to the Lord about it and say, okay, how do we have this? You got to pray for your own heart. Okay. I don't want to just chirp. And you have to forgive before you approach it, because if you don't go in with a forgiving, gracious heart, you're literally going to have a critical spirit with the person. And if you go in just saying, you know, I'm really frustrated and here's where you're failing, mm-hmm. that is not going to end well. And own what you can own. And say, yeah, okay, so I really love you. I need you. I miss you. I want to be closer to you. I want to have the best possible marriage with you. Let me start by owning some things that I am doing that are not contributing to that, that I want to ask your forgiveness for, and I'm going to make some adjustments on. Mm -hmm. So maybe for the husband, it may be, you know, I am going to take my day off. I am going to turn my phone off. When it is dinner time, I am going to be present with the family. I will tuck the kids in at night and give you a break. It's some very practical things. Absolutely. And then hopefully the wife responds and says, well, thank you. I love you and I miss you and I want to be closer to you. And here are some things that I could do. And you you start by putting a lot of grace on it because the truth is, you're both frustrated, but neither of you have been married or had kids before. <laughs> you're learning as you go, That's right. meaning you're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. And you may have had great success in a previous season where it's like, well, she takes care of the groceries and the bills and the house. Well, yeah. And then the kids showed up and that job really changed. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, you know, what she was doing in those years before the children came, all of that shifted very suddenly and very significantly when the season shifted. And, and it shifts again, not just when you have kids, but when you have kids that go off to school or when you have kids that are teenagers or kids that get a driver's license, all of these seasons, it shifts your relationship with the kid and that shifts your relationship with your spouse. Yep. And so if you're a couple that is raising kids, we would just encourage you have this conversation with the Lord journal out. What would I want to say and how would I want to say it? And if it's angry or in the flesh or venting, you're not ready to have the conversation. That's right. But the best conversation is not where you're accusing someone of failing, but you're inviting someone to be closer. That's right. Because the goal in marriage is always that you both win. Yep. God's kindness leads to repentance. So be kind. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, that would be our encouragement. And if you are a couple that has been raising children and you've not made this adjustment to where the marriage well, first of all, the relationship with the Lord and the relationship with the spouse is the priority. Then what is going to happen when your kids leave the nest and they launch as adults is an absolute catastrophic devastation. I want to get apocalyptic with the language (laughs) regarding your marriage. Yes. (laughs) And so oftentimes marriages that blow up when the kids are older Um, It's because some things were neglected for decades. And we'll talk about how to prevent that and what that looks like in the next and final episode for the Empty Nesters. 